Well, we bless you tonight. We're so glad you are here. And uh, we're going to be seeing the last two parts of uh, the five biggest needs in America. And then next week I'll have a new one. With these DVDs, we're just wanting to stir you up. As you know, we've been in 40 days of fasting and prayer as we're getting closer and closer to uh, election time. But this is not election, just for our country. And uh, we're going to be showing another one next Sunday night that's just going to shock you. And I'm just so glad you're here. Um, I want to announce right quick, don't forget, we are continuing the 40 days of fasting and prayer. And, you know, you say, well, you know, I didn't start on time. Well, you remember Jesus told the story about those who worked in the vineyard all day and those who went one hour and got paid the same that the others. Well, you know what? If you want to start, you just start right now. And we'll believe you get just as blessed as we did who've sacrificed and paid a price. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm just picking. I'm just picking. You know? But uh, anyway, just want to remind you of that. Uh, also, don't forget, we have the uh, brother Shane and sister Sherry has the uh, table out there about Christmas child. Every year now for six, seven years, we've been doing Christmas child. And it's about uh, getting a shoebox and filling it up with some great stuff for kids and send it to Brother Billy Graham's ministry, and they get it to kids all over America. And it's not expensive, and it just touches these children that would not have a Christmas if we wouldn't be a part of it. And Wednesday night we're going to show just a little three-and-a-half-minute clip, and then next Sunday we're going to be showing some more clips. We've got a DVD set in a certain place, so we won't show it tonight. But to see those faces, and I tell you, it's just a joy to be a part of that. And uh, so pick up your brochure and check on that. Also, WLI, our Bible school, is Thursday and Friday, uh, the 23rd and 25th at 7 o'clock. Is that this Thursday and Friday already? Yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bible school, praise God, so excited about Bible school. This, this uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, and, and um, it's going to be webcast. It's going to be a good one. And uh, don't forget, uh, Ladies Mentoring is uh, October 30th at 6.30. You can see my wife about that. And then don't forget, October 31st, we're having fun night. Need volunteers. You can see Brother Shane or Sister Sherry about that. And we're going to be here having a good time. And i got a new announcement here. Bound for Life, October 25th. Uh, they're going to be meeting here at 7.15 at Word of Grace. You can see Sister Jen about that. Um, we're so excited that, uh, you know, this is going and standing in front of the, uh, the abortion clinic and the and the uh, clinic before it to encourage young ladies, do you know what you're getting into? Uh, do you know what it what's going to happen to this baby? It's alive. And just to try to help discourage them about killing that infant with our country has killed over 50 million. And, and uh, thank God the numbers going is going to go down in Jesus' name. And things are... I called our congressman Thursday. I called our congressman. State Capitol. I got all nervous and all that, but anyway, called them and, and told them that uh, there's a new thing coming out, and we fought it. So, uh, man, we're just fighting everything that we need to fight. But anyway, talk to Sister Zen about that, Jen about that, and uh, you can uh, uh, be a part of that. I want to encourage you. Uh, go and stand and, and uh, go see those young ladies' faces and, and go and, and uh, see how people get upset and mad and go pray and, and go, people, go make some people mad. Because they're against it, but we're for life. And I tell you, you'd be so blessed to go and stand in the gap so you can see her about that. And be sure to remember at 715 here at Word of Grace to go to Shreveport. And you'll be highly blessed and just have some great fellowship on the way. How many have seen the billboards 
that uh, our sister and, uh, and uh, businesses have supported Bound for Life. Have you seen those billboards? Some awesome billboards about discouraging abortions, discour- discouraging death. So we're proud of those. If you have your Bibles, please with, look with me. Proverbs uh, chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. And I just want to read this out of the King James Version. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21. I want to encourage you with this again. How many left here encouraged this morning? If you didn't put up anything about anything you've been finding areas of fear in your life, please go ahead and put them up. As you can see, we have quite a few. You don't have to sign them. And we'll be interceding over those Tuesday night at intercession and uh, breaking those things and standing with you. But in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21, I love this. It says, no grave trouble will overtake the righteous. How many are righteous here tonight? No grave trouble will overtake the righteous but the wicked shall be filled with evil. And then verse 25, uh, Sister uh, uh, Luella sent me this this week in some of her devotions she sends me. And she sent me these two scriptures last week or the first of this week. And, and I loved this one here in uh, Proverbs verse 20, uh, 12, verse 25. Listen to what it says. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad and you know so many people say faster i fight depression you hear of different ones fighting depression and feeling down and it says there anxiety fearing the worst just living in stress and not staying in the presence of god and not praying and reading the word of god which allows the mind to start worrying and go places where it shouldn't anxiety about children about the future it says it brings on depression and there is a spirit of depression you can sense out in the world, uh, in the grocery store. You can sense depression. How many for a while sent depression at the gas pump? I mean, there for a while when gas was over $4 a gallon, I was praying for the people next to me that they weren't going to light up or something, you know, because uh, they were angry little elves. And so, uh, you know, we had, a, we had to pray for them with that gas like that, and they were all upset and, you know, just depressed and, you know, just blaming everybody in the world. But, you know... You know, you can't get anxious over these things. He says, don't get anxious over these things. The Father knows what you have need of. Amen. The Father knows what you have need of. Hallelujah. And so, you know, there's no sense in getting anxious over it because wisdom says it causes depression. And I mean, no, you don't want to be depressed. Don't, do you? You don't want to be depressed. Come on, do you? Huh? You don't want to be depressed, do you? No, that don't glorify God. So I tell you what, there's a lot, there's enough witches out there without, you know, us going around with a sad face and all depressed and everything else. So anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word. How many know the word, the word is a good word from a good God? A good word, it just lifts your spirit up. And that's what God wants to give you every day. So I want us just come forward and we're going to receive tonight's offerings and tithe. And I just want to say the Lord has a good word over you. His word is blessing and not cursing. His word is healing and not sickness. His word is joy and not depression. His word is victory and not being overwhelmed and overcome. So we just speak the good word of the Lord to unite and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we start tonight, it's not a very long movie. I want to share with you. Thank God we'll remember today we read in Habakkuk chapter 3 that mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. Pray that. But I want to share with you the importance that God has his way in this election. The next president, the next person we elect as president for the next four years 
we'll have the uh, opportunity to appoint three supreme justices that will serve our country for the next 25 years. He will put in 23 supreme justices. This next president will elect 400 people with his worldview to important positions in government. This next president will appoint all cabinet positions such as Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Attorney General, and all 93 state attorneys. And those 93 attorneys will be the ones to enforce state laws. They, he will appoint the next Joint Chief of Staff, General Officer, Admiral of the Military, and the ambassadors to every country around the world. The next president will put in office every federal judge, and he will do it as a nominee, will propose the next budget to Congress. He will decide how much money is given to the military, federal employee salaries, and will conduct relations to other nations. And if we are under attack, he will make the decision how we work with those countries and how and sit down like he's one of them says sit down and talk it over while we're under attack and then we understand through that treaties are made so you see it's not just who we're going to elect for office for the next four years to be president there are so many things that are going to happen in these next four years and that's why we have to take this so seriously and we have to stand in the gap as you're going to see tonight, but especially next week and at other sessions, things that are going on, like once again, they're bringing up something that had been stopped during the Reagan administration, and that is trying to silence believers who have radio and TV programs, which you might have heard Brother Rod, Rod Parsley talk about it, but it's other ministries that are really into it. And there are so many things that are trying to take over and silence the believers. But we've got to stand up for truth. We've got to believe that while we can, we can take a lot of these things. Even this thing I called our congressman about Thursday. It has not been made a law to even be go through Congress and the Senate. So we have to stop it even before it goes that far in Jesus' name. Is Sister Kay here? Sister Kay, would you like to come? She went to a, a conference this last weekend, and it was about uh, the Shaken Nations conference with Brother Larry Stocksteel, and I'd like for her to share something with you. Well, I just had this on my heart to share that I went there seeking an aha moment with God that I would get some new great revelation from the Lord. But what I heard was confirmation. That we've been hearing the heartbeat of God for quite a while now from our pastor. He has his ear right to the chest of God. And we've been hearing the things that are on God's heart. And these men and women of God poured out their hearts. And it was the same thing that our pastor has been going over and over and over with us. He has taken a stand in opposition to popular opinion. And he has lost members because of it, but he has been faithful. And I'm not here just to sing your praises, Pastor. But I wanted to let you know that God is confirming. He confirmed to me what this message that we've been receiving about taking a stand for righteousness and quit giving in to the ways of the world. My generation ushered in this ungodliness. And I've repented for my generation. And I want to do everything I can in my being to take a stand. 
against it. And this afternoon, um, God gave me Nehemiah 9 and 10, and it was about the Israelites and how they kept turning away from God and how God's mercy kept being with them, and they kept repenting, and God kept giving them back another chance. And a couple of Tuesdays ago, I saw the seal when we were in here praying. And I thought it was the seal of God giving his approval on us. But what it showed me in Nehemiah this afternoon is a seal we need to place over our hearts. A seal that we're not going to turn against God. We're not going to turn against our pastor. And he didn't know I was going to say this, so he didn't put me up to this. We're not going to turn away from the things that God wants us to take a stand for. And we're not going to leave. We are committed people and we're going to stand firm against the wiles and schemes of the enemy. And another thing that they, I'm rambling a little bit here, but um, they kept talking about the importance of the the elections and against abortion and homosexuality and and having an opinion and we used to say in the federal government what you permit you promote and so we don't want to be people that promote ungodliness amen and they ask us for a vision of our church and what we saw three years from now and i want you to stand in agreement with this i saw three thousand in this next coming year and twenty five thousand the year after that and fifty thousand after that, I believe revival is coming to America, but it starts with us, and that's what our pastor's been trying to tell us. And uh, I thank you, and God bless you, and I know we're going to run the race, and we are going to be victorious because we are more than conquerors. Amen. Thank you, sis. Hallelujah. Boy, she's a tiger, huh? Hallelujah. If, for those who are business, uh, our sister's in charge of the singles. So, hallelujah. I tell you, I want to appreciate all that the different ministries in the church gave my wife and I and family today. We want to thank you for that. Are we ready? I'll just pray this next part, two parts, will be a blessing to you. And then I'll share a latest letter I just got this week, and we'll pray. Hallelujah. Amen. If you go to that website, uh, you can... Get on the declaration without the $50. And I'm waiting for more things to come in. I ordered it about two weeks ago. But there's something I want you to see. And we are going to have to stand together. Going to Shreveport, that's standing for lives. That's standing for our nation. Because we've read before, a few weeks ago, I preached to you about the importance that innocent blood being spilt brings a curse upon this nation. But, you know, they're not only we're not only facing issues of Islam through war and things like that. They're coming in so quietly. And I just got this this week. Listen to this. Tyson Foods, which is a, produce, uh, a producer up in uh, Tennessee, are allowing, allowing Muslim workers at their plant uh, to have their, their Muslim holidays paid in place of the American Labor Day holiday. And the Muslim workers are also being granted two prayer rooms for ongoing use to carry out their daily prayers and, and religious observances. And, you know, we are not allowed to go and pray, but they are. Listen to this. Um, two 11 to 12-year-old boys uh, in England received detention after they refused down and pray 
to Allah during an exercise of religious education lessons. The, for the exercise, students were required to wear Muslim headgear and to participate in prayers. And you heard last week that that Valley Victorian wanted to uh, give her testimony. They scratched out the name of Jesus and turned the microphone off. You'll see next week where this little girl in Katy, Texas, was told uh, was suspended, and that they did not allow her to uh, share to read or say Merry Christmas to talk about Jesus. But they, she was encouraged to read a book on witchcraft. In Michigan, the University of Michigan was given $25,000. Listen to this. They were given $25,000 to build foot baths so that Muslim students could use these foot baths before their prayers and uh, mandated several times that are as mandated several times a day by Islam. This is a shocking development of a public university that utilizes tax dollars to fulfill its annual expenses. And this approval came at the time when the state itself was in a budget of crisis. And it just goes on and on and on. Spending these money on things to promote Islam, to promote anti-Christ, anti-blood, anti-holy word of God doctrine. And how many of you know we love the people, but we hate the sin? And we've got to stand up and we've got to pray. We've got to educate ourselves where we are today. We've got to stand up and say, listen, there is not one God for the Muslims, for the Buddhists, and for the Hindus. There's only one God, and the way to that one God is through Jesus Christ, his son, who died upon the cross of Calvary. But we've got to stand up together, and we've got to write these letters. We've got to write our names on these abortion lists. We've got to write our letters uh, to the congressman on the things that we were against and the things we don't want. We need to write these letters, and I'm waiting for this, these papers to come so that we can sign our signatures. But also, we need to write letters to Tyson Foods and say that it, it, we are highly offended. We've got to stand up like we did to Ford and McDonald's, and they changed their tune. We've got to stand up that we love the homosexual, but we know that the sin is hated by God, and we don't want that part of our children. You will see one of the videos in the weeks to come where they shut down the Boy Scouts that had a building given to them since the 1930s in Philadelphia. And because they did not want homosexual uh, scout leaders, they took the building back and they shut down the Boy Scouts there because they did not want homosexual scout leaders. Well, I don't know about you, but I do not want homosexual men in the YMCA's, the boys clubs, or any other thing. I do not want them around my boys, and we do not want them around our boys and girls. And we are going to have to take a stand, and we're going to have to protect our children, because the government and this world, they just want to just throw them in, into the fires, but we've got to take a stand. And as he said, we can vote, but also we can pray every day. And if there's a time that we've got to humble ourselves and seek God's face and pray and, and ask God for revival and pray for Holy Spirit conviction and, 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 and live the life that we're supposed to live, you may say, but I'm not perfect. I don't know how to pray. That's why it says in the book of James, it says that Elijah was a man just like we are with passions as we have. He was not some super perfect holy man. He was a person just like you and I, but he prayed. And because he prayed, God withheld the rain. And when he 
prayed again, God sent the rain. And it talks there about the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And I believe it says that all in the same scriptures there because it's telling us that not only can a human person be sick, but a nation can be sick. Just like a man can be blind, a nation can be blind. Just like a person can be deaf, a nation can be deaf. Everything that can happen to a person in the natural realm can happen to our nation and it's happening to our nation. But just as we know Jesus healed the blinded eyes, he, we know that the word of God talks about taking the blinders off of people's eyes so they can see the truth of the gospel. We've got to believe that they're going to see the love of Jesus Christ and we're going to believe and pray that they're going to see the unity, not only in the local church, but among the local churches and bodies in the name of Jesus. We pray that America is going to see the unity, that's going to have the passion to see revival into this country, and that it's not about the exaltation of just one ministry or this ministry, that ministry, but the whole church and that nobody, that's why we are a great supporter of Prophet Lou Engel, because it's not about Lou. He has all these different people from denominations and races and everything else to stand up there and give the same decree, and the same decree is for God to forgive America and for God to extend mercy instead of judgment. And he doesn't He doesn't try to be some big shot. He's one of the most humblest men who will dive into mud or dive into dirt and pray and fast on behalf of his nation. And we had the honor to be with him those 12 hours in Washington, D.C. And then he was in Las Vegas and then in California. And we've got to pray for men and women who have the passion. And we've got to pray for pastors and ministries in our area and all over that we're going to see a revival come to our area and hit our schools. Brother Jake was able to go and be with the uh, elementary children, elementary, uh, junior, junior high, high this week to about 70 children. And, and, and praise God, pray for Brother Jake, pray for Brother Shane as they get into these schools and, and that new doors will open and that doors will open for you who are asking God to open up doors to better go in there and share with these children and maybe even get some of these videos and get, get paperwork to give to the teachers and, and pray and find what's the latest thing that teachers need to know that the enemy's trying to bring into their schoolrooms. But how many of you know we're at war? And so we need the information and we need all the inspiration information we need. But more than that, you've got to be faithful to pray because your children and grandchildren depend on it. You know, for too long, what the church has been about is just coming to an air conditioned, comfortable seated chair and just being part of a church. And if I don't like it, then I'll go to another one and I'll find some place that does make me happy. And it's about and, and for too long is such a joke about people sleeping in prayer and that the service is too long and this is too wrong and this ain't right. And it's all about finding what's right, what's wrong instead of coming and asking God to do what's right in the body of Christ. And I believe that that's what we've got to pray for. We don't come, the church is not a place for everybody to give an opinion box. It's a place where we take the Word of God and we receive the Word of God and we humble ourselves and we seek God's face. Not our will be done, but Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's what God is challenging America about. And we see that as the things seem to be getting tighter and things start happening and we see different things that may be coming to pass, that we know that we've got to get out of our comfort zone now.
now. And we've just got to get on our knees and war. He says that he's given us the weapons, the godly weapons of God to war against our enemies. And I believe that we still have time that if we put on the weapons and we fight against principalities and powers and wicked spirits in high places and we plead the blood of Jesus over Washington, D.C. and we pray over these elections and we pray for God to have his way. We're not going to take this sitting down if we don't want to. And we don't have to come to church because it's comfortable and it's a good place to go to sleep. And I'm just going to get real comfortable and I'm not going to worry about bringing my Bible or bringing notes because it's just church anyway. And if it's really good, I may get the CD. It's always good. It's always the Word of God. It's always about exalting Jesus Christ. It's always about tearing down the gates of hell and lifting up the mighty name of Jesus Christ. A child can read a scripture and it can be one of the best verses you can ever read. A child can pray and bring down heaven. It doesn't have to be somebody who has a name. All it has to be is somebody's got a tender heart who wants to see something, see a revival and get on fire himself. It's time we stir ourselves up. It's time we don't hate people. It's time to stir ourselves up and say, I have been relaxed for way too long. I've been quiet way too long. And because we have been quiet, now the enemy is silencing the church. And we're wondering, oh, we're being victims. No, we're not being victims. We were stupid. For too long. And we just wanted to fit in. And Jesus said, if you're going to walk in my word, you'll never fit in. You'll be persecuted. But I love the Apostle Paul where he said, persecuted, forsaken, abandoned, suffering. That doesn't mean anything. Because he says, when he said his grace is sufficient, it says in the Greek, he will tabernacle me with his glory. That whatever comes after me and against me, the weaker I am, the more glory will be revealed around me. That my sufficiency in the persecution and turmoils and troubles and distresses and weariness, when I'm my weakest, I'm in tabernacled and become the holy place of God himself, that those things that would try to weary and, and tear me down and persecute me became, become nothing before the glory of the living God. And so I believe that the more we see things trying to rise up against the body of Christ, I believe the more the voices like Brother John Hagee and so many others are going to rise up and speak truth and that you can sense the Spirit of God upon them. And I believe the Spirit of God is going to tabernacle every believer in these last days. And every believer will be able to sense to have the presence of God. They will better say of each and every one of you like they did of many men and women of old, I sense the presence of God. I sense that that may and that woman is a person of prayer. There's just something about them that when I get around them, there's just something I sense that they're a person of prayer. You can tell that that person spends time in the Word. You can tell that person spends time on his knees. And, and you, they, they'll say, well, how do you know that? I don't know it, but I sense it because there's something different. And the thing about it is, is I believe, and I was going to read it this morning, but I didn't get a chance, but it says in the book of Daniel, and it said about Jesus, they were astonished. And I believe that what's going to change the Islamic attack against this world is that they're going to be astonished and dumbfounded at the glory and the anointing and the word and the presence of God upon God's people. I believed as as they were astonished. And of course, when they were astonished at the word of Jesus, they ended up not believing in him and he could do very little miracles. But at the same time, I believe it also says in Isaiah that they're going to be astonished at the glory and the power of God that available, made available to his people, that they will be they will have to 
say, I believe that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. So I want us to just stand right up for just a moment. I want us to close our eyes. And I just want to right now, if you are here tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you would die right now and you don't know whether you would go to heaven or hell, if you've accepted him but you've wandered away from him, I want to give you an opportunity right now for you to be honest before God and honest with yourself that I need Jesus into my heart as Lord and Savior. I'm not talking to you about joining a church. I'm talking to you about joining the body of Christ and having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you're here tonight and you are not living your life like you know you should, or if you're here tonight and you're lost and you'd like to give your life over to Jesus, would you please raise your hand right there where you are? Anybody at all, would you raise your hand right there where you are? God bless you, little sis. God bless you, little brother. Right there, anyone else tonight, you're here and you say, I need Jesus into my heart. I do not want to walk in these last days away from God. We've already had two people raise their hands. Is there anyone else tonight? You say, I need Jesus into my heart. I need to come back to God. I have wandered away from him. I have done my own thing, and I need to come back to him. Is there anybody else? Raise your hand quickly before we go. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Anyone else tonight? I need to surrender my life. Anyone? Don't leave here without getting your heart right with God. You have seen tonight the days and the hour that we're walking in. This is not the time to be putting off. This is the time to get your life ready and let God move and work on your heart. Is there anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Anyone else that you know you've got to come back and serve the master? Anyone at all? Anyone at all? Will those three people come and let me pray with them? Would you come, please? Would you come and stand right here? Let me pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you thank the Lord for these four people tonight? I want you to put your hand upon your heart because the word of God says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I humble myself tonight and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. I surrender my life today and always to live it for your glory. Give me your grace to stand and live a life that's pleasing to you. Thank you, Father, for saving me, for cleansing me, and making me whole. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Is that, is that Jesus? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I can't wait to see the 25,000 just making the devil mad. Hallelujah. You say, how is that going to happen? God knows how to make things happen. 
Hallelujah. God knows how to make things happen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to encourage you, don't forget, there's devotions, there's so many things you can get online, what to pray for, what to lift up for. Become a soldier for this nation, this nation that we're standing and believing God for. If you're here tonight and you need any type of prayer, we'll be here to anoint you with oil to pray with you. But before we go, let's, let's go and pray together. Father, we come before you tonight. And Lord, as we have been standing and we have been praying, we pray over the issues that are breaking your heart and causing you to turn from us because of the, our wicked ways in this nation. We repent first and most of all, Father, for not seeking you and not serving you. For, Lord, living in goodly houses and, and, and ha- making money, like it says in Deuteronomy 8, and forgetting that, Lord, you give us the power to get wealth, not we ourselves. We repent for being a prideful nation. We repent for being a deceiving nation. We repent for being a thieving nation. We repent for being a self-righteous nation. We repent for serving and being our own gods and leading our own lives. Forgive us for maybe being saved but not being truly converted and transformed. We are a nation that has prayed the right prayers. But we have not accepted the transformation for the right lifestyles. We repent for living our own lives. We repent for being hypocrites and being false and being liars. We repent for the sin in the church. We repent for not being the salt and the light that we were called to be. We repent for losing our flavor as far as salt goes. And that we are no different from the world in any area because we practice what the world practices We repent for not serving you and living lives holy and pure because you're such a holy and a just God. We repent for the innocent blood of the babies who are are killed every 22 seconds for convenience and comfort. And, Lord, we repent for just sacrificing these lives and spilling the blood, not valuing what you value, is which is life, for you came to give life and give it more abundantly. Forgive us for being a comfortable nation of not standing up when laws and rights are being threatened and taken away from us. Forgive us for the prejudice. Forgive us for the hate. Forgive us for the pride that has separated us and kept us from becoming who we're called to be, which is to be Christ-like. Lord, we repent of the sins of this nation and we pray especially for this election coming up. That, Lord, you will set up the right people in office and that, Lord, you will be in control. And, Lord, we ask you to extend your hand of mercy and that mercy will triumph over judgment. That where sins abound, grace will that much more abound. We pray to give us more years to work on establishing this new generation that is arising up. Because, Father, we sense in our heart and know that, Lord, you you have risen up a mighty and wise generation. But you are raising up a younger generation. Generation that will need to feed upon the wisdom and the knowledge and the anointing of, the, of us, the older generation. And we praise you that there is a young generation that is rising up who will not operate in the area of pride or embarrassment. Are, are, are feeling ashamed, but they will be proud and they will boast in their God and they will go public. And Lord, I praise you that you're raising up, you're giving your church the opportunity to get involved, to raise up godly politicians for the future, godly judges, godly lawyers, godly teachers, godly principals, godly school board, and godly military leaders who will rise up in these end times to be able to stand in those places of the, of the mountaintops and to be able to proclaim that you, you're 
your way and your word. Father, we pray that these elections be in your hands. And Lord, not only turn the heart of the king, but we ask you to turn the heart of this nation. And Lord, let truth prevail at this time. Lord, that truth is just so precious and so little. Let truth come forth at this time. And Lord, let us, Lord, understand that, Lord, we are responsible the moment we press that button and who we vote for. And Lord, we do not want to be responsible of pressing the button for a man who will press the button for the killing of babies. Lord, we ask you to, to awaken the conviction and the conscience to reawaken the seared conscience that has gone to sleep within the church. Reawaken, reawaken the seared consciences towards death, homosexuality, adultery, overeating, pride, critical, whatever it may be, Lord. It's all sin before you. Now, the big ones or the little ones, it's all unpleasing to you. So awaken us and cause us to become sensitive again. To be them barefoot priests to walk before you in the presence of your glory, in the presence of your holiness. Lord, I praise you for this body. And I praise you for these believers. And I praise you that together we shall work for your kingdom. Because you commanded us to occupy. Not give up. Not be quiet. But to occupy till you come. And Lord, we are determined that we're going to stand arm in arm. Armor and armor, shield to shield, and we are going to fight and we're going to occupy until we either meet you or you come and meet us in the air. And we give you the glory and the praise. I just bind all fear. I come against all fear. And I speak shalom, shalom. Even as you were ascending, you said, my peace I give to you. Lord, I bless your people and we receive your perfect peace from the comfort of all comforts, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. How many have enjoyed these DVDs on Sunday nights? Would you like to please continue to be stirred and continue to see these things that we have to bring before God in prayer? If you have a need, we'll be here to anoint you to pray with you. Please hug a neck. Tell somebody that you love them. We bless you and we love you in the name of Jesus. So glad to see you. If you see somebody you haven't seen before, please go get them and tell them you love them and you're glad to have them. God bless you. See you Tuesday night intercession, 7 o'clock. Amen.